Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead, with co-host Micah. Micah, I am so, so grateful that you let me uh, do what I'm about to do to you. We've, uh, we were talking earlier today about how you don't care for surprises. So, um, surprise, we're talking Marvel, specifically the rumors of a soft reboot. Um, you really, we haven't talked a whole lot about this yet, so it's kind of a surprise, and I know you don't like surprises, but... Um, I'm actually really, really excited about this. So thank you for being on the episode and, and recording and, and doing all the fun with me. Well, thanks for having me, as always. Um, it's not that I don't... They're not your favorite. What, surprises? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to be prepared, right? Scout's yeah. motto. <laughs> I understand. I completely understand. Um, so, so there's conversation right now that Kevin Feige is wanting to restart the MCU with a soft reboot of bringing back old characters that are now permanently gone. So characters like Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow, Black Panther, um, whether they were death by choice of those, those actors um, leaving the character role or death by actual death, like Chadwick Boseman. Um, so what are your thoughts on that, of the idea of, Hey, Marvel might be re- redoing uh, some of these characters with different actors um, as a permanent play. Well, so a couple of things. Um, I feel like I'm going to play devil's advocate a lot in this episode. Yeah. But like, you know, a couple of months back, you and I did an episode about the oversaturation of Marvel, the oversaturation of Disney, the oversaturation of Star Wars. And so... You know, on one hand, you know, there's a group of fans that are are pretty adamant about, you know, the MCU kind of eclipsing and peaking at Avengers Endgame and maybe some projects beyond that, maybe like a far from home, maybe, um, you know, some, some of the some of the projects that were like immediately after Endgame. But like in that time frame, that was when Marvel really peaked. Honestly, I wish they would have stopped there. But not in the way you think. So, like, what I mean by that is that I think that we, I think Marvel has has gotten too cute in trying to connect everything, like connect everything as into one big story and weave it all together. And like, in doing so, you and I and Alicia and whoever else is is on Nerd Talk uh, leave Cedars wondering how is this connected and who's connected to who? And it's more of a guessing game than it is them actually telling us that story. And so what I kind of wish they would have done and maybe hope to see them do in the future is that, you know, maybe, uh, you know, Iron Man through Endgame was connected. Iron Man through, I don't know, let's just say Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was connected. We get to phase five, phase six, we get through King Dynasty and Secret Wars. And that's the end. When we get beyond that, if they do this so-called reboot, why don't they just tell us stories and do one-offs? Sort of what the DC was doing, or DCEU was doing with origin stories. They were kind of connected, but they weren't. They came together as the Justice League. You know, The Flash had a buddy movie with Michael Keaton's Batman, and, and they kind of did this little pairing, right? And But it was just a one-off. Blue Beetle was just by himself right and like they told that really good story so like moving forward you know i kind of wish they'd do that i don't know that they will um but also you got to think there's a lot of ground to cover between now and then 
right? And so like a lot could happen. Another writer strike could happen. Another, you know, death the, of the, an actor. Death of an actor. The movie, the movie industry is suffering right now, right? It's not. Yeah. It, it's just it's struggling a lot because of revenue. People are just not interested in going to a theater anymore. And we've had that conversation, you know, time and time again. But I think that, you know, you get to the point where people are getting kind of tired of the superhero thing. And it's not like I'm getting tired of it or you're getting tired of it or Alicia's getting tired of it or whoever. It's like there's a group the of folks. Public. Yes, the general public are like, okay, for the last 15 years, what's what's been on the movie screen, right? Like you have superheroes. Star Wars. There's an occasional comedy. And then there's like Disney Pixar cartoon stuff. There's nothing else. And so like when, you know, I talk about superheroes or you talk about superheroes, they've dominated the box office over the last two decades. Right. And it's, it's the majority, like Fast and Furious is another, another genre, I think, or another franchise that you could talk about and throw in that conversation. You're right with that first comment. It's a genre of itself. <laughs> well, it's just, so like the superhero conversation has just been, you know, I think people are just tired of superheroes for so long. It wasn't like you might've got a superhero movie once a year or, you know, once every other year, maybe two, but now it's like, you know, we've talked about the oversaturation Marvel alone's throwing three, four movies out a year, three, four series out a year. And DC was throwing out projects, you know? Well, so and then you've got Sony who's throwing out their own projects. And then you've mm -hmm. got Amazon who's got projects like the boys and like, there's all these like other groups that are not your big heavy hitters like Marvel and DC that are starting to push out really good content out there. Mm -hmm. um, but it's all, it's all comic books still. I don't know if I answered your question though, but like, I think that, you know, I think it would be kind of weird to, to bring people back unless it was like a true, the true multiverse story. Like they were, we thought that they were going to tell like a multiverse of madness, for example, where, you know, they have six different universes, six different characters and six different actors playing the six different versions of that character. And, um, I don't know how they could do it, honestly, unless it was like a live action, like what if, for example, well, yeah, so I, I saw a rumor where it's saying that at the end of King Dynasty, 616's universe pretty much fails. Um, that that most of the Avengers are killed off or they, they lose in some big fashion. And that Secret Wars is going to be the TVA is going to come in and assemble a secret Avengers group. So it's going to be like Hugh Jackman, Wolverine. It's going to be Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. It's going to have Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. It's like they're going to kind of pick the best of all worlds and then they can prune out, oh, hey, you know, maybe She-Hulk and Miss Marvel didn't work. Okay, we can't use those guys anymore because they just were not big heavy hitters. So we're not going to use them. And so they like prune out who they're not going to want anymore. And then they can, they can walk into phase seven because I think this will end phase six. And phase seven will literally be, hey, here's how it's going to play out. We're going to give you basically a world where it's vastly different than what you're currently used to. Superheroes are everywhere. We've got a ton of superheroes. And they can just pop in kind of like how uh, um, what's uh, James Gunn is already starting to talk about Superman Legacy. Like you're not going to have origin stories for a bunch of these characters anymore because they're already going to be established in this world. And we're just going to have to start getting used to some of these characters and figure out, okay, do we like this character? Do we not like this character? Oh, hey, Ant-Man's coming back. Like, cool. Oh, wait, it's not Paul Rudd. Oh, that's weird. 
I mean, just figuring out each piece as it goes. And I think and that, that would be even... super weird, though, because we've become we've we've come so accustomed to certain actors because we're creatures of characters. habits. Well, yeah, like you know, I don't want to see another Iron Man that's not Tony Stark or Robert Downey Jr. Right, and I don't want to see another Captain America that's not Chris Evans. Like, all due respect to to what's his name, um, Sam. Uh, what's his name in real life? Sam Wilson. Yeah, Sam Wilson. Anthony Mackie. Yes, Anthony Mackey. Um, you know, it's all due respect to that, but like yeah. that version of Captain America, or you know, even that matter for for even that matter, like the you know Paul Rudd as Ant Man or, or, or Quill or, or whoever, right? It's 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 like we we spent the last fifteen years of our lives investing in these people being these characters, and so it's a uh, it's an interesting conversation. Yeah, I. Honestly, I'm excited by the idea that things can change. And that I am, but I'm. I, I think it's I'm a realist. That, yeah, <laughs> let let's take a step back though. This is why I'm excited by this, because if done correctly, I don't have to say goodbye to a character for long term. Question for like, you. Yeah. To follow up on that, do you have the faith that they're actually going to do that? Do it well. No, no. So there, there goes your excitement it, out the window. I know, I know. Don't, don't ask those kinds of questions. We, we don't, we don't like the negativity here. No, no. Honestly, I, I don't know that they're going to do it well, but I don't know that they're not going to do it well. Like, I've been very hit and miss with their newer characters. I didn't really care for Miss Marvel. Um, I thought the actress did really, really well with what she was given. I didn't like the story that they told. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Scott disagrees with that one. He really liked Miss Marvel. She-Hulk was hit and miss. I think that the show was just very different off the wall. Um, I would have really liked a law and order kind of thing with some comedy thrown into it, not a comedy with a little law and order thrown into it. Um, I would have loved to see like Moon Knight. I mean, just Moon Knight was awesome. Um, and I'm excited to see some of these, these shows and these actors and these characters like continue. But on the flip side, it's like, okay, you had an amazing run with Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. But now you're going to need someone younger to play Iron Man for the next 15 years. Well, I could also see them doing some sort of like, you know how they did the X-Men movies and they did like first class and stuff. And so they would go, they went back in time and they had younger versions of themselves. Yeah. I really liked how they told that story. Now, if they could do something like that where it's, you know, Iron Man, Captain America, those different characters like that. But like, it's, it's kind of weird because they've, they've told the story and they've kind of grown up with us. Um, so yeah. I don't know if they could do that necessarily because I, with like I Iron Man story, really cool. for example, well with Iron Man story, for example, like he, he becomes Iron Man as a young adult, you know, because he's captured in captivity and he becomes that character as a revenge tactic, you know, for his weapons being stolen and all that stuff in the middle East. And yep he becomes Iron Man as a result of that. Like it wasn't like he was given the serum, you know, super soldier serum, like cap, um, you know, they, there could be a little bit of a trouble, like trying to tell that story because like cap was, you know, young given the serum Iron Man was, you know, young and became, they wrote, they wrote their stories on purpose, um, because they were playing the long game and, you know, obviously it worked. Um, but moving forward, I don't know. 
you know, how they would do that. Or, you know, they could just like, like you said, they could just prune certain characters and get those characters out of the way and, um, you know, form new teams and new, uh, like that's the thing too, Jordan. I don't understand, you know, where they're going to go because they do own so many different areas of the Marvel cinematic universe. And something I was going to say earlier was that, you know, I read something earlier that, you know, I was reading a thread online, I think on Reddit or something, and they were talking about how Endgame was the was the eclipse of the MCU. But then somebody in the comment section goes, no, there's like 60 to 70 years worth of content that they haven't even touched as far as yeah. comics and heroes and different, you know, whatever. The villains. villains. Oh my gosh, the villains um, alone. Right. And so, but is there an interest long term? Like, yes, there's nerds like you and I, but is there a, is there a, is there a uh, a fan base that's willing to put up with that kind of a long, 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 I mean, we're talking 10, 15, 20 years. Like if that were, you know, going to happen and they were going to write all those characters and bring them into, into fruition. And so what I was going to say earlier before I thought about that was that, you know, I know they've already written like Daredevil's, you know, show the the Netflix version, the three seasons of that. And then Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, you know, the defenders, they've not done anything with that in the MCU, you know, other than Daredevil showing up in, in, in She-Hulk. Correct. But, you know, why haven't they done anything with that? And they haven't done anything with the X-Men really. I mean, they played a little bit of the music at the end of Miss Marvel. Um, Hugh Jackman's, you know, supposed to be in, you know, Deadpool three. They also play it when Professor X shows up in Multiverse of Madness. Yes, and he's a variant, yeah. or not a variant. He's well, he's from another universe. But another, yeah, multiverse. Um, but like there's different stories that can be told that they haven't even told yet. And so like I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I honestly think that the idea of restarting, doing a soft reboot, just to include some of those more successful characters. Mm-hmm. Um there, it's no secret that I love Marvel. Um, I mean, that's why we're we're talking about it tonight is because I've just been really excited about some stuff lately because I've been re-watching the MCU and I'm currently at, uh, I think the next movie I need to watch, oh gosh, Captain Marvel. <laughs> You're already up to Captain Marvel? I'm already up to Captain Marvel. Um, I, we started that too. Like we've been kind of on this together, but you started before we did. And so yeah, I think you guys were like two weeks after I was. Yeah. Um, we're up to, like where are we at? We just finished the dark world. The dark world. Okay. Yeah. Me and Ollie, I mean, and, and we've been just booking through, um, we just, whenever we're like, like last night we were, we got home from church and I was like, Ollie movie night. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> with the three-year-old sass that he's got. And he just climbed up on me and watched Ant-Man and the Wasp with me. Um, it was, it was a fun time and just having those memories with Ollie, it's going to be great, um, down the road. And I mean, I just enjoyed my time with my kid, but for me, just seeing the, the characters, the way they are. And, um, like I'm not excited about Captain Marvel cause I don't really care for, uh, care for Brie Larson as a, as an actress. I just, she just doesn't really bring anything, uh, to the stage for me. I just, I just don't care for her acting style. Um, not real happy with some of the things she's also said, but what that's that's a completely different story. Um, but she uh, she's also kind of been at a point where she doesn't want to be involved. Mm-hmm. If they do a soft reboot, she can be removed, and you can bring in a new actress. You go in and do a soft reboot, you can already establish a new Danny Rand 
as your Iron Fist. You can bring in a new Luke Cage. You can bring in a Jessica Jones. You can start setting up where it's like, okay, what teams are we going to place in here in this new world? Oh, hey, we have the Defenders. Well, we just started this new Daredevil series. Um, why don't we go ahead and bring the Punisher over and we're going to bring in Luke Cage and Iron Fist and Jessica Jones and and we've got uh, oh what uh, uh, there's Misty Knight and we can I mean there are so many different characters that came from the Defenders universe. Well, it's it's, so, inter- it's interesting, Jordan. Though that like they've you know they tease those things along the way, and there's not been a lot of payoffs if that makes sense. Because it's like well, like um, what was it at the end of was it the Midnight Suns at the end of the Eternals? Or uh, it was well. It's setting up uh, the the, the black blade Knight. thing or black Knight. Yeah, blade blade in the black night. But we've not heard anything since then. And then, like when we when you watch Wakanda Forever, um, there's another. They, they had touched back on like the um, what's her name Val uh, that showed up in, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and like we hadn't heard anything. Like there's all these like drops of things that they've done along the way and then there's no payoffs and it's like well are you going to pay those off or not and then it- well i'm going to pause you real quick do a timeline with me so when did val show up for the first time Falcon the first Soldier? uh well if you want uh, did she was that before black widow came out yes okay so so uh, timeline early- wise yeah. So early, well, early. So technically, I mean, it falls. You know, when it came out versus when it was supposed to come out because of COVID and all that. Yeah. Well, what um, I mean by like, like, because we talk about how it, it it supposedly falls between Winter Soldier and Infinity War, right? So yeah. Does that, so does that post credit scene? Because she shows up in the post credit scene, Black Widow, right? Yeah, but Black Widow. Okay, time out. Black Widow. The post credit scene is after her death. Which right. is an end game. Yes. So like Black Widow technically should sit right after Civil War before Infinity War, somewhere in that time frame. Right. So in phase three. And then the post credit soldier do what? But that post credit scene takes place after the fact? Yes, after Endgame, because Natasha's dead. Right. So Endgame and then Falcon Winter Soldier happens, was the second was in the second uh, show? Small was yeah, that, it was after one division. Was that March, April? Somewhere yes. in there of that yes. of twenty one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so realistically speaking, when these shows happen, she's only been on the screen for two years, for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but then she shows back up in Wakanda Forever. So she showed up the following year, and we're still not done. She may show up. I doubt she's going to show up, but she may show up in uh in the Marvels coming up. But when you when you look at it, it's like. There may not be payoff, but there were a lot of things that were not paid off until years later um, in phases one, two, and three. I mean, when when Iron Man ends with the Avengers protocol, it was four years until the, the Avengers actually happened. And, like, it was a slow, meticulous piecing together. So I think Kevin Feige genuinely is is having to work and weave all these things together in a connected universe. Cause you, you really don't want a bunch of shows and, and movies and, and events and all these things happening where, Oh, we're just throwing them into a room. Hope they hope they all connect. Well, like he he's being very methodical about how, how they're being introduced. Okay. Is this going to be a more like 
like Moon Knight. Moon Knight had almost no affiliation with Marvel outside of who he was and who the characters were. Like there was almost no MCU connection at all. And so it's really cool to see that because, okay, maybe you saw a jacket with, with Rama Tut on there um, where that's, that's a, uh, a Kang reference. Um, and you, you see maybe a couple of references, but it's not, no one's talking about it. You don't see, it's not like Ant-Man. When you go back and you watch Ant-Man and you see Falcon and Ant-Man fight for the first time that you see a, a true interaction with Ant-Man and literally any Avenger, it's not like that with every project. And Feige has to be very intentional about, okay, is this going to work? Is this not? How are we going to to bring these characters in? I mean, he went in and uh, literally just fired um, the entire Daredevil Born Again. Team. Yeah, the writing team and everything. I think the directors and everything with it and was like, yeah, this is not happening. We're going to completely redo. Um, and and there's there's people out there uh, oh, calling Wing um, is a character that was in Iron Fist and the Defenders. And the actress was confronted and said, hey, would you be willing to come in and play this character in Shang-Chi? And she said, no, I'm waiting for you guys to call me back about calling Wing um, when you guys when you guys bring that character in. And now it, with Daredevil happening, it, I think there's more promise to that. Um, and there's these actors who came from the Defenders universe who are like, I'm I'm pushing off projects so that way I'm available if Marvel were to call. And I think... You bring those characters in, you you build this universe. I think it's, I want to go back to what you said earlier, because it's really sticking out in my head. You went in and said, I would love to see where that's not so connected. And I agree with you. I think that like Thor, stories. Love and Thunder. Yeah. Thor, Love and Thunder was not a good story, in my opinion. Like I have to turn my brain off to enjoy that film. So like I'm taking my good sweet time getting to phase four <laughs> because I'm like, I'm not excited about a couple of those projects. But I'm also not always excited about seeing some of the earlier phase projects as well. Like Thor, I'm not a huge Thor fan. So like each of their move or each of his movies, I've just not been like, oh, one, two, three, four. Okay, cool. I should have used one, two, three, Thor. <laughs> Sorry. Um <laughs> You're just smirking at me. Okay. Um, but with with all of that, like I think that these these characters can have a great story and be very self-contained. And then when disaster strikes, they show up. Remember with uh, Spider-Man in infinity war, you see Iron Man fighting, Dr. Strange fighting uh, Ebony Maw. And I forget the, the big guy's name, but they're fighting and Bruce Banner can't turn into the Hulk. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you see is Peter Parker and his, his arm hair just shoots straight up. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, he just jumps into the action. Like that was beautiful. You don't have to give any type of Thor moment where it's like at the end. Oh, yep. There's Thanos's ship. Like you don't have to do something like that and deeply interconnect things with every single villain. Now have one or two here and there that like, they kind of set things up like, Hey, when fantastic four shows up, bring in Dr. Doom and then let Dr. Doom be the big bad for a little bit that, Hey, he's, he shows up in, like the next Iron Man film or the next Captain America film, or he he's off world for whatever reason, um, collecting something and, Oh, there's the guardians of the galaxy and boom, like Dr. Doom is there. Like there could be some really cool interactions and in how you tell these stories. And I mean, these guys, they show up everywhere. Um, and so I'm just, 
I get excited about this stuff and I know I'm easily excited, but it's one of those moments that I just think like the guy said in that, that thread and you were saying a little bit ago, 60, 70 years of comics and we've barely scratched the surface. Like there's, there's a lot of really good content, but on the flip side, who's, who's going to watch it? You made yeah. a, you made a great point with that. Well, I also think too, that like, you have to consider people's patience in a world where everything is yeah, instant man. gratification. Like as far as just you, you said it earlier, but like there's shows like the boys, there's shows, uh, you know, on different streaming services that, you know, are grabbing our attention and, you know, Marvel's trying to like balance the whole, like, let's, 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 uh, try to do all these new projects, but we're going to cut projects, but we're going to, you know, we're going to go, we're going to play the long game. Right. And we're going to, you know, we're thinking, you know, five, 10, 15 years down the road, we're going to, you know, introduce all these characters, but like, is there going to be an interest for the MCU in 15 years? Well, and you said, and if you think about that, Jordan, that's 30 years total. That's like 25 or 30 years total. Well, and you you said, do we have the patience? I would argue, no, we don't. And, and the reality is this to pay off a character, to pay off a moment that you're building now, do not introduce 20 new characters Mm -hmm. because you're going to miss the opportunity to pull the trigger on the moment that you were trying to pull with the one character while you're trying to introduce all these other characters. I mean, is that why phase four struggled? Do what? Do you think that's why phase four struggled so much? Yeah. Well, one of the reasons I, I I think the other reason is that not every movie was knockout hits the same way Mm -hmm. that like phase three was, um, you were you were introducing new characters. Okay, so so if we run over phase four real quick, that's Black Widow, Shang Chi, Eternals. Well, with Eternals, you got nine new characters. <laughs> what? Uh, no, there's ten there. Hmm, sorry, ten. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, there's ton of characters there, and that's that's not even including side characters like Black Knight, who yeah. like who didn't get hardly any screen time. Moon Knight. Then you get. Then you get Moon Knight. You've got all the the shows because Kate Bishop, um, Kate Bishop. You've got uh, um, okay. So you had WandaVision. You had Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You had Loki. You had Hawkeye. You had Moon Knight. You so are you had, just doing characters, or are you doing heroes? I'm just I'm just talking shows and everything. That okay. the everything that that in Phase Four, you've got so much, and it some of it was hit and miss. Um, like well, if I, I was thinking, say, I was thinking characters, right? Like oh. You know, well, if Black, you think of Black Widow, you got Yelena and Red Guardian, and then you've got their mother. Um, you go to Shang Chi, literally the entire cast. Yeah, Taskmaster, and then like Taskmaster's in, gonna get in. Um, WandaVision, you get Agatha, and Loki, you get Sylvie, and you get the version of He He Remains of of Kang. Um, Mobius. Yeah, you get Mobius. Um, and literally the entire TVA as an entire new thing entity, of its own. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I will argue, and I, I always make this argument, that when you bring in a place and a task force like S.H.I.E.L.D., HYDRA, AIM, those are characters in and of themselves because you can't always dictate, oh, hey, Phil Coulson, Maria Hill. Like, you just say, hey, that's S.H.I.E.L.D. <clears throat> and so it kind of lumps them together. And, like, if you're bringing a new team in, um, I would argue that that kind of becomes a character in and of itself. But then you, I mean, 10 Eternals plus the the celestials plus um you have 
Kit Harrington in there. And then you hear the voice of Marshala Ali as Blade, which we don't even get a payoff for yet. That won't be until what, G- uh, February of 25. I think that, that got pushed back to, to February 25. And um, I, I did think of you today, Jordan, when I was uh, when I was reading about the Daredevil thing. And I was like, uh-huh. when uh, I was reading about the, the team getting replaced or fired and getting rehired because of Kevin Feige not liking it. And I was thinking of Jordan, I was like, the year was 2037 and we're finally going to get Daredevil born again because they keep pushing it. Back so far. <laughs> Honestly, I think they should, they should hire actual nerds to write some of this stuff. Like the people who do some of the comic book writing. Some they of the know why who, they just didn't give the job to the people that did it originally, or do they just didn't want to do it or, or do you know? Um, because it was so good. The first three. Well, I think it was a little too brutal for what Kevin Feige wants to see happen. But I've also seen reports that it's going to be just as brutal, if not more. Yes. Um, so bring him back. Let him let them let them do it. <laughs> reality, I th- I think if you walked in and said, "Okay, you're going to do the the storytelling and the the concept designs and things like that," but we're going to be the ones to to put all of it in play and say, "Okay, you have to run through Marvel Studios for all the visual effects because you're going to have certain visual effects that." netflix was doing that is vastly different than what marvel does um so like when when daredevil does all his flips and tricks and things like that you may see something a little bit different kind of like when we saw the she hulk episode with him and he's all suited up like he did things a little differently and i'm like i'm okay with that like his fighting styles do change and his fighting styles are a little different and that's okay um i'm excited to see him specifically just suiting up on screen. I just, Daredevil is one of my all-time favorites. Um, and I'm, I'm really, really excited to see what they're going to do with this character in the MCU. Because I heard that him and Spider-Man are going to lead the, like, the ground-level heroes. I also heard that Sony's universe, like, all these side characters and movies and all that, are going to get folded in with Secret Wars. The so Craven the Hunter. Be- yeah. Morbius. Yeah. Cra- yeah and I'm... Uh, I, I just, I think that if they can do this correctly, I think you don't even have to worry about Venom. You could, you could introduce Eddie Brock or this. So this, this would be a fun one. If you did Agent Venom and you had uh, Flash Thompson from the bully from Spider-Man, um, he goes into the military and he loses his legs while across, across the ocean. I think he was in Iraq. I think he was in the Middle East, maybe. So he's um, Lieutenant he's, Dan from Forrest Gump. Yeah, basically. But then, then the symbiote gets a hold of him, and and it gives him his legs back um, while he's, like, suited up and things like that. And so as a hero, he does that. And I'm like, that's pretty sweet. But yeah, I, I'm like, okay, do you do a, a side Spider-Man universe? Um, where it's like, hey, this is this is all of your your Spider-Man stuff that's happening within the Marvel cinematic universe. Like, is it a sub universe that, Hey, we need to be focusing on what Spider-Man's doing because honestly, and I I've said this a few times, I can't get enough of Tom Holland, Spider-Man. I think that the writing team, the direction they've done, the music, the characters, they're, they're just phenomenal. I would argue they're the best we've ever had. Um, I know that people argue with that statement, but they're wrong and that's okay. (laughs) But honestly, I think if you're going to do this, you have to be very methodical, but it comes back. And I, I didn't think about this until you said it earlier. Do we have the patience? And, and do, can we, as the audience handle 
five, six, seven projects a year? Can we handle four movies and four TV shows a year? I don't know. Like for me, I was, I was watching at one point in time, I was watching Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl. So four shows every week for like three years. I think I could do it, but it comes down to, okay, are you willing? Cause they haven't done overlapping. So like Marvel projects don't happen the same time as other Marvel projects, Marvel projects boot up, uh, up against star Wars projects, but there's not like an overlapping part. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. they, they're trying to be methodical. And I'm like, I get your one studio, but like the CW pushing out multi-season shows. And that's another thing. How do you feel about multi-season shows being in the, in the rumored, what, what they're planning to do next instead of like Marvel events, they're going to do multi-season shows. Like, do you think, because like when you look at arrow flash legends, whatever superhero show shows tend to decline after a long while, like it's not always new and fresh multi multi seasons. Like what, what do you think about that? Well, it's, it's interesting that they they're talking about doing that, but yet what's so Loki is the only show so far that's got a second season. And what if it's getting in a second season? They've talked about writing other stuff. They've not released other stuff, but they've talked about it. And it's like same thing with Obi-Wan and Star Wars. I know we're not talking about Star Wars, but like they're like, oh, we're going to get another season. And then it never happens. Right. So like it's, you know, I believe it when I see it kind of thing. But I also think that like I'd love to sit in a room with Kevin Feige and Bob Iger because Bob Iger's like there's too much. We don't have we don't have, we're not doing this right. Like there's too much going on. There's too much, there's oversaturation. And then you got Kevin Feige. He's like, I got it. I want to do 50 projects this year. Like, are they butting heads? Are they talking? Like (laughs) it's, it's a lot of mixed messaging in my opinion. I think Kevin specifically is looking long-term. And I think that he sees it as it's a character while his audience is seeing it as there's an actor playing our character. Like you said earlier, like you can't see a new Iron Man or new Captain America because Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. played their respective roles so well. And it's hard to see that. Well, it's like the whole conversation that we've had numerous times about like Bruce Wayne and Batman, right? Like when the Batman came out, I didn't care for that movie as much because it it was too long. It was dark. There was many reasons, right? But when, Mm -hmm. when when I watched the trailer for that film, I was like, I cannot see Robert Pattinson playing Batman, right? Because I grew up with Michael Keaton. I grew right. up with uh, Christian Bale. Christian and Bale. it's like, uh, you know, and even Val Kilmer and George Clooney, respectively, in those that, that genre of Batman. Yeah, let's leave Batnips out of this one. <laughs> I was actually talking to a friend at work today about... <laughs> we were about talking Batman's about... nipples? No, we were talking about... Um, I asked him the question, this would be a good podcast too, it's like, you know, what if you could throw any Batman movie on right now, what would it be? And I was surprised by his answer. He said, Batman returns. He's like, he said the dark Knight was his ultimate go-to, but he's like, if it wasn't the dark Knight, he would pick Batman returns. And I said, you wouldn't pick rubber, rubber nipples. And he's like, you mean Batman and Robin? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, Mr. Freeze. <laughs> we were talking about ice to see you. We were talking about the Iceman cometh. Um, we were just talking about how, um, how, how did that become like one of our nonchalant? Like we slip that one in quite often. Now. Like age, like age of Ultron. Um, yeah. no, I, 
you know, it's to the point I was trying to make, like it's, I couldn't see Robert Pattinson playing Batman or Bruce Wayne. And so it's, it's big shoes to fill. Like it's like trying, you know, we did an episode a couple of weeks ago about the, um, the Ahsoka series. And we talked about how Hayden Christensen, Hayden Christensen came back as Anakin. And there's been a lot of love and a lot of, um, you know, positive feedback for him coming back and getting kind of like this redemption run as, as, you know, Anakin and as Vader. And, you know, like you said, a couple weeks ago, he was young and didn't care when they did the prequel trilogy and he got a bad rap because of his acting. Um, but it, it's going to be hard to cast those characters because, you know, you've got a generation of fans that grew up loving Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. So that's, I think that's where I'm coming from and what I'm trying to say in that respect. Not that they can't ever do it again or they won't ever do it again, but it's like, that's a tall, you know, a tall glass to fill, right? Am I right by that? Or is that fair? I agree with you. I Well, it's, it's our generation's fill in the blank, that character. Like mm-hmm. you said, if you were, if you were to go in and say, who is your Superman? A lot of people might say Christopher Reeves. Now, the older you get, you might hear a George Reeves. Or Henry Cavill. Um, Henry Cavill. That's that's personally my Superman. Um, there's a few people, not many, but a few people who will say Brandon Routh. A lot mm. of people will go in and say Tom Welling. Like, the, the each of us have our own Superman. We, we have that person. Batman's the same way. Like, there's, there's a character that we love seeing. Now, personally, I would love to say that my Batman is Adam West. The bam pow of it all just gets me every single time. I absolutely love Adam West Batman. But, but with all of that being said, I think that you're not going to see a whole lot of love now. But when the generation who is raised on it, the generation who, who it, that grows up with that specific hero, I think that'll help. But I also wonder if this is also going to go to the way of the Western. Um, that we will kind of superheroes have become so oversaturated that it's just going to go away. And we're not going to see that anymore. Now, you're not going to, I don't know that you'll see Westerns as much anymore um, come back. I would love to see a Western come back if it was done properly. Like, I loved the the Lone Ranger movie. Not many people did. I really enjoyed that one. Um, but I would also think that, like, I'm watching a show called The Orville right now with Seth Seth McFarland. Um, and it's kind of a spoof at uh, at Star Trek. And I'm like, I'm really enjoying this. Not because it's like this grade A cinematic masterpiece um, made for TV, but just because I enjoy it. And that's that's one of those things that has really set my mindset apart from a lot of people. It's just I go in and I enjoy projects like I just I just go in just to enjoy whatever is currently on. Um, it's not that I don't enjoy them. I just want to no, know where we're no, going. No. Yeah. And and but I also I don't really overthink some of that anymore because I'm like, it'll get paid off one way or another. Eventually, like think about think about Age of Ultron for a second. Think about that movie and how I have given it so much crap over the years and how I've just straight up said this movie was absolute garbage. I mean, you should have seen me the day I went and saw it at the theater. I did not like it. I came out of there and I was like, this was a trash movie. Like if this is where Marvel's going moving forward, like I'm, I'm genuinely upset and I'm glad that they didn't. But as I've been rewatching all of the Marvel series and all the, the movies, and then I'll get into the Disney plus shows and all that. I genuinely was excited for Age of Ultron because I knew where it was paying off. 
and I knew what things to look for as they, they set things up. And um, especially with like this fall, uh, right at Black Friday, they're going to be releasing an Avengers Lego tower that I was really, really excited about. And they're doing some Age of Ultron stuff in it. And I'm really excited to see that happen and to see the Avengers nods and the the Avengers uh, Age of Ultron nods and, and all the different things that they're putting in. And I was like, I like this movie a lot better than I did. Gosh, when did that movie come out? Almost 10 years ago. Yeah, 2015. So like a year and a half away from being 10 years old. And I still, I'm like, my my entire outlook on it has changed because it pays off. And so I don't, I personally don't look forward to the next film and I'm like, okay, where's this going to pay off? Like I've got, I've got a buddy of mine. Um, we, we pre-screen all the movies for our youth program. We, I take my adults. It's a, it's a way of me saying thank you for pouring into my ministry, but it's also a way for me to pre-screen, get a, a review going, make sure that the adults know, Hey, this is like what superhero movies are looking like right now. This is what's going to happen. Should I take my students to go see this or not? Um, there's a lot of, a lot of good things that come out of it. And I talked to one of my adults and he said, no, I'm not interested in this one um, for the Marvels. And I was like, okay, that's totally fine. And it's cool to see that people can pick and choose. But for me as like a completionist kind of guy, I'm going to go see them all. Um, that's just something that I'm, I'm going to go and do personally. Um, but I was, I'm, I'm genuinely excited by some of the things that Marvel is doing and where they're going, because I'm like, I don't care what you're going to do because I know it'll eventually get paid off one way or another. Hmm. Um, do you see it like just going away? Like you said a little bit ago, like not like just like if there's a lack of interest and if, if so, like, you know, what, what do you see happening as like, yeah, I, I think it's going to go on a massive decline before it goes away permanently. Um, and I don't know that it'll ever go away permanently, kind of like how space odyssey stuff is still around like we've had beautiful movies like interstellar um we have revivals of shows like star trek um where star trek has a bunch of stuff like i don't know that it'll go away permanently i think it'll definitely decline and we might get down to a point where there's one or two movies a year and we might only see a couple of shows but i don't see that happening for oh gosh it would not surprise me if that doesn't happen until 2030 um genuinely i, I think it'll take a few years because i think there's still such a a draw to superheroes and and there's just a draw to that and i think i think that people who've been watching the movies the whole the whole time they'll still continue to go see it and there will be young kids who are going to want to go see that stuff too especially as the kids who grew up watching those shows are now having kids of their own like i i grew up watching these movies um from eighth grade well i was in seventh grade when the first iron man came out and from seventh grade up until now I've seen every single movie pretty much opening weekend, except for infinity. No, uh, not infinity. Uh, it was uh, incredible Hulk. It's the one I think I missed. Um, maybe, maybe guardians. Yeah. Cause I saw that when I came back, Never mind. Um, so, so the majority of them I saw opening weekend, I've, I'm really involved. I try to see every single one in theaters, but with that knowledge, like my kid is definitely going to have time where he's going to, to go and see these movies. And he's, he's sitting on the couch and he's like, she-Hulk, She-Hulk, like when the She-Hulk show came out, he wanted to watch the episodes with me. Um, I didn't always let him watch them because I don't know what all's going to be in some of those. But um, like the first episode, I let him watch on repeat and he he really enjoyed it. And he loves seeing the Hulk and he loves seeing some of these characters. And so I'll pre-screen some of this stuff. And I let him watch what I think is is okay for, for him to see. 
um if it's blood guts and glory or glory and, and gore and all that like i'm not gonna not gonna let him see that um especially since he's so young but like if there's just a few punches and things like that and they're just beating on each other like my kid does that anyway so <laughs> i don't worry too much there but but no i i don't think that i don't think it's going to go away permanently um i think it's just going to die down over the next few years um and it'll it'll slowly dissipate if it does um well if it does i mean like that's a lot of projects to like like go by the wayside or especially if you go like the whole route of like a project or two a year whether it's movie series or a combination of both like that's going to make the the timeline even longer for some some of these payoffs to happen right like let's just i i I don't name a, a random project right like say we finally get fantastic four right and then we get you know, two years down the road, two years down the road, two years down the road. And then we're finally getting another Avengers movie. You're finally getting these street level heroes. I'm finally getting, you know, X-Men, whatever. Um, it, that's a, that's a commitment, right? Well, l- let me say this. I don't think you're going to get single solo stories anymore. I think you'll, you'll see a lot of characters not getting their own specifics. Um, I can definitely see them going to where it'll be like, hour-long projects like the marvel presentations Mm -hmm. and they might drop a hey here's marvel presentation where it's going to be werewolf by night like that was a very obscure character like why did we need a werewolf by night well because eventually the plan is that we're going to get monsters okay cool we'll get some monsters it'll bring back the monster movie industry which i think would be cool if they can if they can bring back and that's the other thing i don't know if marvel will go away because Marvel's trying something vastly different. If you look at their projects, most of these characters are starting to branch out into completely different areas. Like, I would I would say that um, Multiverse of Madness went more the horror genre, and we've not seen something like that. Werewolf by Night is going to go into the monster movie genre. Sp- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, they're a space odyssey. Um, I think that you're going to see a little bit of romance in some of these movies. You're going to see a lot of action in a lot of these movies. Um, you had the spy thriller with uh, Black Widow and um, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, those were, were very much spy thrillers. Um, there's there's multiple genres of film, and I think that they will y- utilize that. And I just, I think they might slow down how many movies they push out a year because it's currently three a year, mm-hmm. I think is where they're at. I think they'll slow that down, but I don't think it it might only go down to two and they might see like, Hey, we're going to put Spider-Man and daredevil in the same film together. And you'll see more buddy cop films and, and small group films um, and projects versus uh, like, Hey, Spider-Man had a mentor in all three of his films. So I don't know. I think, I think it'll be a little different the way it's approached, but I, I don't I don't really see it fully going away. Well, I mean, I don't either. I mean, because it's like literally the only genre that's making money right now, regardless of how bad the movie theaters are doing. Um, but it's. Uh, I mean, I'll be the first to admit I don't have the patience to wait for that kind of stuff. Right. Like it's it's just. Um, I think we got spoiled early on. Like, I think there was, like you said earlier, there was such good content. And then with phase four, like they really, 
experimented with new characters and different kinds of stories being told. And, you know, some of them, like you said, were really good. Some of them weren't. And it's, it's kind of frustrating at times because it's like, man, I'll throw something on now. Like I watched, you know, we've been watching Loki season two and I'm like, it doesn't have the magic yet that the first season did. It's just in my opinion so far. Um, who's to say it won't, but like, that's a whole other conversation too, Jordan, that we we've not had, but like, you know, you've got the whole conversation with the TVA. You've got the quantum realm with Ant-Man. You've got the multiverse conversation. And then like, you know, with, well, now you have sword with, with the Marvels. Yeah. Well, sword was in WandaVision too, but like, um, what I was going to get at was that like in the infinity saga, you knew that Thanos was looming in the background and his goal was to get all of the, the infinity stones and then, you know, snap humanity, you know, half of humanity. And that was the goal of the whole infinity saga. Now we're in this whole multiverse saga and it's like, it didn't really feel like a multiverse saga because you had a couple of projects that were, you know, including the multiverse, but other than that, it really didn't matter. Right. And then you've got Kang who's supposedly the big bad and we get pieces of him and, and, um, Loki season one, he's going to be in Loki season two. And then you get him in the quantum or quantum mania. And it's like, but you're not Big really one, right. Right. You're not really telling me anything. Well, okay. So, so what if they did this? Every project from now until Kang dynasty, Kang was in there. Imagine, imagine sick like, of them. well, and that that's part of the thing is where do you find that balance? Like the reality is I think, Marvel did a very good job of helping us deal with grief. Phase mm-hmm. four, I think, was absolutely 100% grief. Black Widow is gone. So, like, we got one last go with her, and at the very end post credit scene, hey, she's dead. And we're going to have to deal with that. WandaVision, 110% is grief. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, how do I carry this shield? Like... I'm not strong enough. I can't do this. I'm not, I'm not a super soldier dealing with grief of the loss of a friend. You move into Loki. Loki kind of has to do his own thing, but there's a moment where he's realizing, Oh, I'm now in a time and place where I've already lost everybody. My reel ends at a certain point and I've been given a second chance. How do I change who I am? Um, There's that Hawkeye literally another grief thing and he's trying to figure out how do I make amends for killing all these people as Ronan and going through some of that Eternals we all grieved through that movie um Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings dealing with with the grief of his mother and and having to go through all of that then you go in love love and thunder you're grieving the loss of of a female um as a, a relationship and and all the loss that he's had and everything um, trying to gain things back, and then at the end, he loses Jane. Um, I mean, literally every single project through Phase 4 was was dealing with grief on some level. Um, I, I I think that maybe the two you could argue are Miss Marvel and She-Hulk, but that's it. Then you get into Phase 5, and Phase 5, the very first thing they do is Kang shows up. So that's a multiverse thing. of You're, you're starting to set something into motion. And then Guardians, Guardians is just to tell the end of that story. So you can't really bring Kang into that. Um, well, I guess what I mean, meant by my comment just a minute ago was that, like, you know, how are they going to 
you know, moving forward, how are they going to tell the story with all those different things going on to bring them back together to come, you know, to move forward if they dependent on how they, they tell the story moving forward, you know, let's say we get to secret wars. If we are get they to gonna, secret are, wars, that was a good, that was a good way to say it. <laughs> if we get to secret wars, when we get to secret wars, like, are they going to combine multiverse concepts, the TVA and the quantum realm all on the same thing? Yeah, probably. And how are they going to do that? Because they've been so protective of that and kept them, you know, keeping them separate. And it's, it's I think uh, we're going to have to just wait and see. I think that really what you're going to have to see is they're going to have to place Kang in a few different movies and projects leading up to Kang Dynasty. But the problem is the whole thing with Jonathan Majors and did he hit his girlfriend? Like, that's a big thing right now. If Okay, is that going to work? Is this not going to work? Who knows? And then you've got to figure out, okay, which which projects do we have in the mix? Like the Thunderbolt is going to show up next year is I think that's still where they're, where they're putting it. Okay. If that comes out still next year, well, why would you put him against Kang? Like that's none of the, the villains on that team are superheroes, like, like have the kind of power that Dr. Strange or, or Captain Marvel or literally like any of your heavy hitters have no like Thor's not on that team. Captain America, it would make almost no sense to throw Kang into that one unless you used a political leader, um, Kang, to go in and start stirring up trouble. I could totally see that. But from what, and, and I think this was last year when they were pushing some of this content that you and I were looking at, hey, this is what the Secret Wars lineup looks like. They were talking about putting teams together and almost nobody knows what's happening until Loki runs out through like a time ver or TVA thing and he runs through a portal and says, guys, there's someone coming. And then Ant-Man is there and he's like, wait, who's coming? And he's like a guy named Kang. And he's like, dude, I just beat up Kang. Like where the two of them can kind of help lead the team with Captain America being Falcon. Um, I don't know. There's just a, there's a lot of things to ponder and question. And I mean, we could, we could keep going and going and going. Um, but our, our time is running short uh, with this episode. But yeah, I just, I think, you know, my last question for you is if we didn't have to overthink it, do you think they can pull this off? Yeah. I mean, they did it before with the Infinity Saga. Like, I don't see why they couldn't do it with this. Um, my, my gut says yes, but like, I think my, my heart's saying being, be cautiously optimistic, right? Like I, I, I'm like you, Jordan, we go, we see every project, we podcast about it. We talk about it. We write about it. Like every single day we talk about it in one way, shape or form. And, you know, we really look forward to these, these things, but like, I will say that I have friends that, you know, that I've talked to in different circles over the last, I don't know, three, four five months. And, you know, some of them, are being very choosy as to what they watch. Is choosy even a word? They're, you know, being, you know, very particular. careful. Yeah. Particular as to what they watch when they watch and not like they, they don't like it. They're just not watching it because they just don't have the time. Like um, I was talking to a, a coworker the other day and she was like, I love Marvel. And I'm like, great. What have you seen? And like, she's like, Oh, I've seen everything. And I haven't watched anything before Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Like, so she's not watched anything. Like after? Yes. So she's not seen Multiverse of Madness and beyond. Um, there's another a lot there. 
Yeah, another guy at work, with, I was t- asking him because he loves Loki. I'm like, have you seen season two of Loki? He's like, no, I got to convince the wife to watch. She doesn't want to watch it. I'm like, <laughs> it's like, well, there's there's stuff. And I'm like, hey, did you watch Secret Invasion? He's like, no, I don't. it didn't even look like it interested me. And so like, there there are people that are like us who will watch everything because we want to. And then there's people like, well, I don't have the time and I don't want to watch it. Like Chad, I mention him all the time from work. He's a huge DC fan. He still not watched the Batman. And that came out two years ago. And he's just like, I have to make time to, to, to watch certain things. And so, um, he just recently like watched the flash and he just recently watched black Adam. And so it's, our screens are definitely like begging for our attention. And so it's different. It's, it's, you know, there's a show that you were watching, Jordan. I think what is it, what's the Superman show that's out now? Superman and Lois. Yes, I want to watch that. It's three seasons. It's not done yet. I don't think, but like, I ain't got enough time in the day. Yeah, it's we have to be picky and choosy with what we're watching. And I'll, I'll be honest, one of the things that um, I've I've really found myself in a rut with is I don't I have to force myself to watch something new. Um, I typically just find the habit of, oh, I'll just re rewatch something. And one of my go-tos is big bang theory. Yeah. Um, absolutely love big bang theory. I love friends. I love the office. I love how I met your mother. Those were some of my favorite sitcoms and I've gone through phases with them, but like, I just went, Oh gosh, when did I start this? July, July or August, I think is when I started it. And I've gone through 12 seasons. All 12. I just, I just finished it the other night. Um, and I'm like, I, this has been off the air for five years and I still don't know if I like this or not. Like the ending of like, if I'm okay with it being off the air, like there's no, there's nothing new. Like I'm like, I, I love these characters. They're, they're people I grew up with watching. Well, there's certain shows that I watch that I watch every single year just to rewatch them. Um, Mm -hmm. big bang theories on that list. We watch friends. I watch new girl. I watch Friday Night Lights every year. Um, yep. Like there are certain and, shows that I will. And we'll, we'll rewatch them. And then there's that that's in that limited time that we get to watch anything. And then we don't watch new stuff or we'll choose what new things interest us. Like I know you were not a huge secret war or secret invasion fan, but for me, I was really excited by it. And every week I was really excited to go and watch it because I loved the spy thriller of it. Um, I did not see some of the deaths coming. Um, I did not see some of the things and it wasn't as impactful as I was hoping it was going to be. And I was really saddened by a few things, but overall I still, I still liked it. It wasn't the best, but I still liked it. And then I get to Ahsoka, which I did not think I was going to care for as much as I did. And I've really enjoyed it, but I had to make time for that on my, my weekly schedule. And when I was younger, especially when I was at my first job, my first adult job, like full time. Um, I just, I would, I would make time out of my week to go watch whatever show. I don't do that anymore. Cause I'm like, I, I have such limited time and I'll just watch whatever, like I'm excited by, um, like whose line is it anyway is one I'll, I'll throw on just casually. Cause I just need a good laugh. So, well, like, like you said earlier that you, you, you've been watching, rewatching the, the Marvel movies, Oh yeah. you know, and Alicia and I have started that too, but like, it's even harder with two people. Like when we, Oh yeah. Trying to find the time for both of you to sit down and, and make that a thing. Oh, oh my gosh. I can't even imagine that. 
So, yeah, I mean, and it's one of those things too. Like, I have to like, if I walk out of the room, it's okay if I don't pause the movie because I've seen them before. You know, like I'm not going to miss something. You know, yes. that's something I have a really bad habit of. I like, <laughs> I pause the the movie or the show that we're watching. I go out, grab something to drink, or go outside and do something, or and then I come back and press play, and it's like, man, it's just taking a huge chunk. I'm like, it's not like I've not seen you know, this before. And Alicia and I are also watching Big Bang Theory. And it's like, you know, we just finished, I don't know, season seven or something. And it's like, we've seen this before. Why am I pressing pause when I leave the room? <laughs> well, it's it's funny that some episodes, especially when you're watching them on TV versus like you're running through them on DVD or like on my streaming. digital service. Yeah, with the streaming. Um, What's really funny is when you go in and you're like, oh, honey, did you see, or, or like Katie walked through and, and Katie's family loves Big Bang Theory. They, they watch it. Uh, it's just on TV. They'll just have it on. And so when I would go and when we were dating in early marriage, um, we would go out there and, and just go spend time with her family. And at dinner, we were watching Big Bang Theory because that was something they would just throw on the TV. And it always, or it never failed to find moments where I'm watching it on my streaming and Katie walks in and she's like, I don't remember this. And so like at dinner, we'll, we'll sit down and watch an episode or, of whatever show or whatever here and there. And next thing I know, she's just like, I don't remember this episode. And I'm like, yeah, cause it probably wasn't on TV a whole lot. It wasn't like one of their higher rated episodes. So they just kept going. Well, I, I will, I will say that I, the first like five or six seasons I've seen a dozen times, but the later episodes I've only seen like once or twice. And so yeah. there'll be moments where I like, will be, you know, we'll have the TV on, on, you know, Sling TV, which is like what we do stream cable with. And they, they run Big Bang Theory all the time on TBS. And so like, I'll see some of these episodes. And I'm like, that's gotta be in like season 10, 11, 12, because I don't remember that or don't remember it well enough to know what season it's in, but you could definitely tell when the earlier seasons are too. So absolutely. What answer your own question before we wrap it up. That last question you were going to, that you gave me, do you think that they can pull it off? Do you think that, you know, um what's the what's the end game jordan what's the <laughs> i think they could pull it off i think i think that kevin feige will will be able to keep things moving forward i think that he will set up a successor um i hope it won't be the same way bob Iger set up his successor <laughs> where he has to come back um but i think that they'll set things up really well and i think we just have to sit back and remember we can watch 40 some projects now because it's been 15 years right. in the making. We have to be patient with each one. Um, and that's why I'm like, I don't have a problem with them doing four projects of movies and then four TV shows because then I get different characters. I'm getting different storytelling. And as long as it's good, I don't care. Like that doesn't bother me. Um, I'm still going to see these things. It's totally fine. I think we have to realize I still too, love the characters. I think we have to realize too that well, we it, it may not be great. It may not be as good as we thought or there's a lesson I learned in ministry um, very early on. We were, we were at a, um, this auction kind of thing. And, and I, I won't give names or anything like that. Don't want to, don't want to bad mouth anybody, but there was a moment where this lady comes up to me and says, Hey, here's my paddle, raise the bids. We want this year to be better than ever. And I, maybe threw it up once or twice. Like I, I, I don't remember. It was very, very early on. I was like 22, maybe 23 years old. 
and there was this moment where I ran one of the dollar items up and I was just having fun with someone and I paid for it out of my pocket. I was like, I'm, I will gladly pay for this. That's not a big deal. Like she can have the toy. Like the, I, I'm just helping out. This is what I was told. And when the senior pastor found out about it, he walked up to this lady and said, listen, that made Jordan look really, really bad. He didn't know what he was doing. He was doing what you asked him to do. But on the flip side, not every year can be the best year. And I think about this the same way with these movies. Not every project is going to be the best project. Think with me for a second about James Bond movies real quick. I know you guys aren't massive James Bond fans, but there's 25 films of James Bond films. How many of those off the top of your head, just as a, a casual movie go or someone who just knows the industry just enough, how many of those 25 can you name off the top of your head? Probably three. If, if you were to even take a shot, like what, what three would you, would you even be able to name? <laughs> uh, you're talking 007 movies? Yeah. Goldeneye, No Time to Die, uh, Spectre? Yeah. Okay. Three. I'll tell I, you right I, now. I was literally, I was grasping for straws there. <laughs> Spectre? Yeah. I mean, like, like Spectre was okay. No Time to Die was, uh, I really enjoyed No Time to Die. They're longer movies, but like you just said, you can name three of 25, which means that certain ones are going to stand out to our audiences more than others. I walked out of Quantumania and I absolutely loved it. What did Will say? Will didn't care for it. He said it felt too much like a Marvel movie. He was looking for something else. And I remember having many conversations with you and Will and just being like, I, I mean, I still enjoy it. Like, I'm excited when I get to phase five that I'll be able to to watch that one again. I'm I'm really excited about it, especially after watching Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like, that was... I didn't dislike Quantumania. No, no, no. I, I'm not saying you guys disliked it. Well, Will did. Um, I know he, he's, he did tell me he didn't care for the movie. I've but... only seen it twice. I saw it in theaters and I saw it one other time. But I remember you specifically saying that it wasn't your favorite. Well, it wasn't. You liked. I I thought that I think my biggest complaint with that movie was the when they get to the quantum realm, how dark it looked like the way they filmed it was the more. I I like the story and what they they did with that story. I, I just thought it was, you know, what was the other movie that was really, really dark that we talked about? Um, Probably the Batman. Just the filming, the graininess of the film, and when you watch it, it's hard to see. And and I know that the CGI got a lot of uh, flack in, in Quantumini as well. Um, but that's, it, it's fine. I, I'm just, that was my biggest thing. I didn't think that Quantumini was a bad movie at all. Okay. But yeah, I mean. Will didn't like it. Gonna be the, do what? Will didn't like it. No, Will did not care for it, but that's okay. Like it's not, not every movie is going to be a banger. Not every movie is going to be something that's just going to be absolutely amazing every single time. Like it's not always going to get better. And I think that's one thing that we have to understand is that, and and, and this is something I teach my students. Failure does not mean that it is the end of the world. Failure is a great teacher. It is the greatest teacher in life. You're going to learn what worked and what didn't. And just because it failed to meet your expectations does not mean that it ended up being an absolute worst thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think Marvel has to understand that. And we as viewers have to understand that is that, you know, we're going to go, we're going to watch a movie. Like I don't care for Captain Marvel. I don't care for her at all. I'm excited about the Marvels for the sole purpose that Miss Marvel and Monica Rambeau are in there. 
And I think it's going to be done really, really well. And to have Samuel Jackson be Nick Fury again, like I'm excited to see more of him in there. Um, it's just these really cool characters that we're going to continue to see grow and, and learn. And it's good stuff. But as long as we're willing to pay attention and keep the understanding of it's not always going to be the absolute best thing in the world. So, but I think, I think they can do it. So, all right. Well, we have definitely gone over the normal time, um, which is totally fine. I'm, I think this was great conversation, but we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Micah, any last thoughts before we do? No, because we'll go over more. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we could, we could talk about this all day. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for, for supporting our podcast, for listening to us each week. Uh, shout out to Shamra. Just wanted to, to say hey. Uh, and anybody else who listens to us, if you guys don't mind just reaching out to us so we know who's all listening. Um, we love knowing when you guys are saying, hey, I listen to your podcast. Like, it's a really cool thing. So we want to give you guys shout outs and whatnot. So uh, we will catch you guys next week here on Nerd Talk. <laughs>